Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Uh, welcome back to the Few Podcasts. My name's Dare, and I'm here with Mark and Richie. And man, that Fauci—he's just been kind of a real asshole lately. I mean, so it comes out. Did you did you guys read this story I sent you? It's probably one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my life. Like somebody could do. I don't know what it is well, about when you hurt animals. Did did you did you read the when I sent that? Uh, tweet of Candace Owens to you guys. Did you guys read the comments to that? Yeah, uh, I don't think I did. What what were they? Oh, basically, Fauci is God, and you know, if you like to eat meat, you're just as bad as he is, and it's all for research. So you want to cure cure uh, diseases, Can't... you got to do research, and basically, everyone was defending him. Uh, on, so... I mean. Whatever she puts on Facebook or on Twitter, people will just argue with her because they're stupid. So, so what exactly was he trying to cure when he sent three hundred and seventy-five thousand eight hundred dollar grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagles and lock their heads in mesh cages so that hungry sand flies could eat them alive? I think you. <laughs> I think he was trying to to cure um, the basic cold. You know, does that have nothing to do with sandflies? I I have no idea. And not only that, but in the story, to make it even worse, in this story, a lot of the beagles had their vocal cords removed so that they would stop barking. Yeah, all of them did because they were writhing in pain, and and it was disturbing to the scientists. I mean, like, how can you do that as a person? Like, seriously. I mean, even even if it was, like, a nutria, I mean, like, how do you let just torture an animal like that? Yeah. Or anybody. Or, you know, anything. You know, like, it's... If, if Fauci was nine years old, we'd be sending him to a psychiatrist and saying that he has so, sociopathic tendencies. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it's if it's one thing that'll get you, I mean, this might actually be the thing that takes him down because there's if it's one thing that'll get you, you can, you know, you can torture humans, you can be a complete douchebag, you can shoot people, you can, you know, you can use a bunch of drugs, not talk to your kids, and then, you know, be super high on crack and then, you know, somehow die of uh, asphyxiation because you did too much fentanyl and everybody, you know, all of a sudden you're a deity. <laughs> but um but once you start hurting animals that's kind of what gets you i mean because people do not tolerate that and this is just horrific yeah it <clears throat> and and yeah i don't know what it is about you know animals uh, you know if it's the innocence of it all but i mean they're i mean fauci is 
Fauci has ruined a lot of innocent people's lives too. Like I, I, I am kind of mad that this is the tipping point for some people. And I'm glad that there is a tipping point, you know, because we need it. But I mean, it's just, it's also, I mean, this guy, this guy is horrible and it just shows you the, the levels of his depravity. You know, I mean, he is a, he is a sociopath. All, all these people are, if, if you are, if, if you are purposely, what was the one with the monkeys? Like you're purposely heightening their fear, their fear. Um, they like cut out the, the thing that helps regulate their fear. And then like they expose them to spiders and snakes, you know? And it's like, why, why would you do that? What, what would be the reasoning behind that? Yeah. What are, I, what are you trying to study there? He doesn't, I, I just makes, it makes me think that maybe he's just, he's trying to build a legacy or something and he just doesn't care what he steps on. It's, it's the, it's the Democrat mantra. It, it's, um, the ends always justify the means, you know, whereas, whereas Republicans aren't really like that. They don't, if it's too gross or it's too bad, they just won't do it. It's, you know, it's untoward. That's why Republicans lose when it comes to ballot harvesting and shit like that, because they don't think it's right, so they don't do it. Well, Democrats don't give a shit. They'll give homeless people cigarettes for votes. They don't care. Yeah. They'll go in and they'll harvest ballots and they'll fill them out. They don't care. They, of course, orange man bad. I mean, the, we're going to get rid of the mean tweets, so that, that makes it okay to just lie, cheat, and steal. <coughs> Yeah, the, uh, Fauci's one of the worst. Oh yeah, definitely. What were you saying? Uh, I heard that uh, some of his staff um, have died after this. Sounds like uh, they killed this one guy's dog. I don't know who it was. John Wick. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm back. Uh, so so moving on to uh, Biden so a story that broke today in the Wall Street Journal not some this last story was from the Hill so that's a that's a left-leaning publication the the Wall Street Journal which is pretty much as middle of the road as you can get they published today a story that says the ad, the Biden administration wants to give illegal aliens $450,000 a piece if they were separated at the border because of the remain in Mexico policy that Trump instituted in 2018 seems fair yeah i mean <clears throat> Remember, remember, John Oliver showed that one kid crying that he wanted his mom and dad back, but you know his mom and dad were in jail for illegally crossing the border. And since you can't put a child in jail with uh, their their parents that uh, were legal felons, and who knows if that was actually even their parent, um, you know that kid was crying and that was all our fault. I think, I think those parents deserve $450,000. The police separated me from my mom once when I was a kid. 
Um, do I get four hundred fifty grand? I I think that's only fair. I mean, we can just print more money, right? I just can't get over this. These people come and they break the laws to come into the United States, and they they claim asylum when they're not even they're not from Mexico. So you can't claim you can't claim asylum in the United States. You claim asylum in Mexico because that's mm-hmm. the first country that isn't the country that you're from. That's yep. how asylum works. It's not I want to go asylum here. It's wherever the fuck I want. It's my the first safe country. Guess yeah. what? Mexico's it. Anyway, um, so they so they come in and they they try to claim asylum and the government says, well, no, you can't. So you know you cross the border illegally. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna throw you in jail. We're not gonna throw the throw the kids in jail, just like you were saying. And now the ACLU sues saying this is illegal, even though they're not subject to the jurisdiction in the United States, so I don't know how this can be illegal. But, because, you know, for all we care, we could treat them as enemy combatants, and it could be, you know, a war crime, basically. But, at any rate, um, they, they, the ACLU sues the United States government, and the Biden administration is going to roll over and give these people four hundred and fifty grand apiece. Just think of all the all the United States citizens that don't have shit, and they're going to give illegal immigrants who have no ties to the United States, don't give one two shits about this country, five half a million dollars apiece. Well, think about per that kid. per kid, no, no per person. So it's yeah. probably if mother and son, father and son, or father and daughter, mother and daughter, if there's two or there's three or there's four, that's, you know, that's a couple million bucks. Yeah, Why not? Millionaires. Yeah. American should, dream, I guess. You know what? I think I might renounce my citizenship and then try to cross again. I'm looking to retire. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like I, a great idea. I mean, it's a good investment. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how long it would take me to to make four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, taxes alone. Ugh. What? I mean, let's be fair. If Biden stays president, four hundred fifty thousand dollars ain't gonna be much money. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're already adjusting for inflation <laughs> yeah they're like well that'll be about a thirty thousand dollar job right now so you know <clears throat> you something you know yeah god yeah it's it, it the insanity just does not stop it just you know let's just keep it on here here's money go like who well, thought this was a good idea? <laughs> I mean, like, like who thought this up? Like seriously, like who thought this? Up? Yeah, let's give them money. So, so they're seeking asylum. So they're running from from an evil in their country, according to them. So, well, what are we gonna do? Let's send them back and give them money. <laughs> well, what? not even send them back. They didn't send them back. Well, I mean, well, what did you come here for? Did you come here to stay, or did you you come here to get four hundred fifty grand and go home? Because I mean, you can't really have both. I mean, either you, either we're evil and you need to leave, or we're not. But it, but it's the perpetual trauma, Darren. That's what they're paying this out for, you know. And uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you had trauma while you were here in the U.S. Only if you came to the U.S. and had trauma. That's the only, you know. That's why. That's why they need that money. 
Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it, I... it, 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 seriously, it, it makes absolutely no sense. I, you know, the, again, I have a hard time understanding what's from the Babylon B and what's not anymore. It's not even funny to me because I'm like, stop giving them fucking ideas. <laughs> yeah. Although I did see a great Babylon B article that I would like to see come true. Trump is the by Babylon B article was Trump is going to build a 1974 mile long hotel at the southern border. <laughs> did, did you see the other one of um um star or stormtrooper shot accidentally shot off 268 laser bullets but no one was hurt? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. Uh, you know the. I just think that we should tell Biden that he has a beach house along the Texas border. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For those who might not be in on the joke, Biden Biden bought a beach house, and since he likes to spend all of his time away from the White House, uh, is is getting a fence built around his place for five hundred thousand dollars. Yep, I mean... Well, now that I think of it, is he hiring illegal workers? $500,000? Well, I mean, $500,000, that, that can't be a coincidence, could it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, could there be. you go. All right, well, Mer Merrick Garland uh, did had some Senate testimony uh, this week, and uh, he was getting grilled pretty hardcore for his, um, I don't know, his critical race theory teachings, his being a complete douchebag when it comes to people who are rightfully concerned about their schools and sicking the FBI on um, basically citizens who are outraged that their kids get raped in school and the school does nothing about it. And he also sent the FBI, he also... I don't know. What 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 did you write? I can't tell what that is. Well, he sent the FBI after after parents, concerned parents. I mean, the FBI is out there right now gathering information on parents who have yelled at school board meetings to see if they could charge them with anything. And when he said, "Are you... so um God, who was it? Um somebody asked him, maybe it was Ted Cruz. No, it was Jim Jordan. I'm sorry. Uh, because it was when he was appearing, uh, appearing in front of the house. Jim Jordan asked him, so what research have you done to send the FBI after these parents? And he said, well, I received a letter from the Department of Education. Well, it wasn't uh, even the Department of Education. Oh, it, was yeah, the, it, was it was the school board lobby. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a school board union. Sent me a letter about this and so that's when i and he's like so wait wait wait! you didn't do any studies you didn't do any research into these allegations you just got a letter from some school board union and and you sent out the fbi to investigate parents um no <laughs> you know it's like uh you idiot like you just you just admitted that you didn't do any research into this Somebody said, hey, teachers are getting uh, harassed. Uh, school boards are getting harassed. We need you to stick the FBI on them. 
And like a good little lap dog, you went, oh, okay, yeah, right away. I'll get the FBI out there. We'll get them investigating you guys. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then, uh, did you guys see uh, Tom Cotton's, uh, um, when Tom, Tom Cotton uh, was uh, grilling Merrick Garland? I did not. I saw Ted Cruz, and I I may have seen part of Tom Cotton, but but why don't you just fill us in without asking us if we saw it first? Well, I just Tom Tom Cotton had the best had the best. You know, he was sitting there and he was like, "You you sick the FBI on on uh, you know um, law abiding citizens who are taking an interest in their kids and going to these schools because of their concerns." You. You um, have nepotism because your your son gets paid more money on the CRT that these school boards are trying to push. Um, he's he's um, you know uh, benefiting from this, and you had no thing, and, and you somehow think it's legal to be you know to to just trump up charges on on civilians by the whims of uh, third party interest groups. You are an embarrassment, and you need to resign right now. And thank God you are not a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, that's got a sting." <laughs> yeah, he's a terror. I mean, this is this is the middle of the road candidate that Obama appointed to be because he wanted him. He wanted to put up a Supreme Court justice that nobody could deny was more qualified than anybody ever before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obama. I don't. I, I Obama's legacy is being chipped away by all this bullcrap because everyone knows that this is Obama's third term, and and just people are now awake to all of his BS. You know, the, let's face it. Obama is is a charming guy, and and he snowed a lot of people over. Because he would sit there and and say crap that wasn't true, um, and and people just bought it, and now you now you see this was his agenda. Right. So the Biden administration wants to fine trucking companies one hundred dollars per day per container that are left on the docks in California. Yeah, it's. Pretty crazy. I mean, think about if you think about that, right? Let's say that you have three containers to pick up and it takes you four days to get it, right? That's twelve hundred dollars. Well, yeah, and it's not like they don't want to pick it up and move them. Yeah. I mean, it's not their fault that the containers took forever to get there and were late and all of a sudden they all showed up at the same time. And that and that they're having the the dock workers work twenty four seven to pull these off the boats, you know. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's again, it's it's Biden fifty years of government work not knowing how to run a business, you know. So our employees aren't getting as much done. Well, let's make them work three times as much and not pay them any anything more. That'll teach them. <laughs> I mean that's that's how that's what he does with government. So they they're not getting their stuff done because they're getting overworked and everything's coming in at the same time. Let's fine them for it. 
Good idea, Biden. Good idea. You're so smart. I, I, this whole administration well, is just stupid. You know, have Walmart stay twenty open twenty four seven so that they can, you know, stock the shelves with their empty back rooms. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. You know, Man, I, it'd be nice if the Walmart was open twenty four seven like it was two years ago. You know, mm-hmm. but but then again, Walmart can't stay open because because uh, um, they can't find the people to be staffed twenty four seven. We'll pay them more, and then you'll get more people in there. Okay, well, if we pay them more, we're gonna have to pass that cost on to our consumers. Why? Because money doesn't come out of that thin air, you fucking dunce. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, where did all these people go? I mean, like, what happened over the last two years where all of a sudden, you know, nothing's open anymore. People, we can't find anybody to work. It's not like people have just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, you're paying people to stay home. You know, I mean, I mean, think about this. There are, there are enough people who have said, based off of what I got from unemployment and the tax the tax um, um, incentives for childcare and all the other freebies that I've had and not paying rent for eight months and not or longer. Um, a lot of people have, have actually saved money because nothing was open. They couldn't spend it on anything, you know, and so they saved up money. And so Mark, now it's... Mark I'm going to stop you there. The, yeah. the liquor stores were still open. <laughs> Well, they're 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 essential workers. The liquor store. Yep. No, that that's where the money went, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, that yeah. and Hobby Lobby, right? Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, think- um, today I think was the beginning of the St. Paul giving five hundred dollars to two hundred two hundred families every month too. So. Universal. That. Yeah. That universal basic income is going to be the biggest backfire they've ever done if they if they succeed. L- no, let me just time, it, it'll work this time, Darren. Let, <laughs> let me just give you a little economics lesson for uh, for all for all of our <laughs> listeners out there. If you make zero twenty thousand dollars a year, twenty thousand dollars a year becomes zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, in other words, if something. If you want to buy something, it's going to go up by enough money to make $20,000 a year zero. So your Big Macs are going to be $15 because they're oh. going to have to they're going to have to cost three times as much cuz they're going to have to pay employees more to make these things because 20 grand ain't going to be what 20 grand was 10 years ago. Well, it isn't now, but it ain't going to be what it was last year if if you were to do this. So cuz all Sorry, go. Because there's going to be more money floating around for people to spend. And what happens when people have more money to spend? Well, I mean, there's going to be less stuff to buy. What happens when there's less less stuff to buy? It costs more. And then everything just rebalances, and 20 grand is now zero. So so it's interesting um, that you said McDonald's because the company just came out and said that you will see within the next months that our prices are going to go up. And we wanted to warn consumers um, that at a minimum, nationwide, McDonald's prices are going to go up by 6%. And some stores you could see as high as 9.6%. 
Um, so did your salary grow 9.6% this last year when you went in for your yearly raise with your, with your, uh, um, boss, did they say, Hey, great job. You're going to go up 10%. Probably not because most raises are like 3%, maybe 4% at, at, at most. Um, you're not going to meet inflation, you know? And I mean, and that's just a small portion and, you know, people might say, okay, well, I'll go and eat out less, but that's the problem. You know, you're going to eat out less. McDonald's is going to say, well, we don't need this many employees at 20 bucks an hour. We're going to fire some of those, um, you know, and, and, you know, we're going to replace them so that we can make it cheaper because that's what happens. Inflation will always outpace wage growth, and we're going to see heavy inflation over the next couple of years. Especially if this uh, build back better bullshit gets put through. See, so adding another B. Bold build back better bullshit. Yeah. 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 So I guess the. Uh... The trial of Kyle Rittenhouse has begun, and the judge had some interesting words to be talking about the people who were shot. You know, the one guy that was domed. I believe that's the the technical term, domed. He did ask to be shot. I mean, to be perfectly honest. I mean, he was like, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. And then he got domed. The other guy... The other guy who, um, I believe he was... He became a slot machine. A one-armed bandit. Oh, I, I don't remember what the other the other dude. I think the other dude got shot in the chest, but whatever. So did two die and then the one injured? Yeah, the one the one guy who got the one guy who ran at him with a handgun and then pointed it at him and then he shot him in the arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I still love that. There was a meme of it and it was uh, Kyle Rittenhouse killed two pedophiles and the third one won't be opening his own pickle jars anytime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the end his arm. All the yeah. was gone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so the judge basically, there was like a, there was like a, uh, an opening, I don't know, argument or something like that, not in front of the jury, but they're not but, allowed, they're not allowed, the, the prosecutor is not allowed to call the people who were shot by Rittenhouse victims. He can call, he can, they can be called looters, they can be called rioters, they can be called protesters, but they cannot be called victims. Arsonists. Arsonists. Yeah. yeah. They can't even be called protesters. They are, they are rioters, looters, or arsonists. Yeah. Um, and it was the ground rules that the, that the lawyers will have to play by. Um, and, and so then the, the prosecution goes, oh, Oh, you know, I find this highly uh, illogical. You know, uh, you know, you, you can't call them rioters and looters and arsonists. Yeah, they started a few fires. Yeah, they were a little rowdy and broke a few windows. And the judge just stopped. Oh, come on, you know, like stopped him right there. It was great. Um, it, Mondays, I think, is when uh, they're going to do jury selection. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think already you, you know, I think the prosecution is on thin ice with, uh, the judge. Well, I, I would be, I would venture a guess that Rittenhouse has a good shot considering it's probably in Kenosha where they basically 
burned and looted a small community for a couple weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's where Snap-on tools are made, too. So, I mean, they're probably uh, blue-collar people that live there. So, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, like, everyone, I, I love, you can tell what side of the aisle you're on with how they describe it. Um, because people keep saying, oh, well, he crossed state lines. He crossed state lines. Yeah, he lives on the border. He lives in Illinois, but he is like 10 minutes away from Kenosha. He he worked in Kenosha. He was a lifeguard in Kenosha. You know, uh, while well, he had a gun. Yeah, because the looters and the rioters and the arsonists had guns and were threatening people. He was He was out there saving people's lives. He was helping them with a medical medical pack you know he had just he had just stitched up a a guy who got hit in the head with a brick you know like and then when this whole incident went down that's on videotape he he was backing up backing up like trying to get out of there and finally he fell and that's when this dip shit yeah i i I found this was an actual quote from this dipshit his name is gage Gross Croots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found it's like meme. a real winner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was just when he had an interview with him. It says, "I was shot point blank and now missing ninety percent of my bicep. I'm in constant pain, like excruciating pain. That way, that just doesn't go away, both in my arms and in my heart." And then it says, "Gage <laughs> Gross Gross Croots, second place finalist, Kenosha Quick Draw Competition 2020." <laughs> <laughs> Well, he ran at him with a handgun, and as he's falling, he notices that he's pointing a handgun at him, and Rittenhouse, as he's falling, is able to shoot him. In the arm. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I'm sure he was going for the body, but, like, the, the shot that he was able to pull off was kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, I mean, as he's falling down and trying to get away from these people, because that's the other thing. You can't say that he was, like, trying to kill somebody. He was running away. It was when he had no other option. Like, this this guy was, at 18 years old, had much more common sense than a lot of adults. Like, he tried to get away. He was saying that he f- feared for his life. And it was only when these people were about to attack him. I mean, one was coming down with a skateboard to crush his skull. And yeah. that's when he shot back. <laughs> yeah, and then well the first guy that he that he shot was he had a Molotov cocktail and was trying to throw it at him. Oh yeah. Yep. We don't talk about that guy cuz that guy is uh, he's he's where he needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's domed. Yeah. Mhm. Anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, I just it it's the fa- I hope I hope he turns around and he sues the prosecutor for malicious prosecution. I don't think you can really do it in that case. I mean, why not? He did sh- well, because it's it's in their purview to to go after somebody who shot another person, even if you know, even if there's video evidence that he was backing up and and saying, "Get away from me! Get away from me!" And I mean that his life was in eminent danger at that moment. This should have never even reached a jury. 
This should have went to grand jury. They should have said, wow, look at this. We have video evidence of the whole incident in perfect view. Like nothing's obstructed. In fact, we can hear him say, get away, get away. Uh, and, and then he, and then he shot like, I, I, I think that prosecutor should be disbarred. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying that there's, you know, more than zero for a case. Well, and that's what I'm saying though, is, is that if there's zero for a case, then you're charging him to be punitive. And that is well, yeah, that's correct. I mean, I believe that. I believe that they're charging him to be punitive. I don't think that they're going to win. Yeah, but, but I didn't that, think that Chauvin was going to get convicted either. But yeah, but that's why that's why he should he should turn around if he's acquitted. The first thing he should do is is sue the prosecutor for going after him because there was zero chance that he was going to get convicted. This was all punitive. This was his, his reputation was. Uh, drug through the mud um you know there was nothing else he could have done so so the arlington texas school shooter who um had a gofundme <laughs> because he was sad and had a coming back party after he got out of prison or got out of jail the next day now this guy's black so obviously there's racists everywhere and uh, he got out of he got out of jail the next day likely that the school shooting was because of a drug dispute. Yeah. The cop, the cops, uh, didn't say point blank that that was the case, but I guess there have been, uh, students who have said, uh, you know, what the shooting was about and that this guy was the aggressor in that video. And that also, um, uh, the uh, officer had said that he was um, the police chief of Arlington said that uh, the shooter was engaged in highly uh, dangerous activities at the school. Yeah. It looks like you pissed off a guy that was bigger than him. Yeah. Well. So yeah, he got his ass kicked and then he came back with a gun and shot a couple people. Three people, right? So, so wait. Did it come out that he was the little, the littler guy that was getting beat down? In that, I would video? assume so. Why would he come back with a gun? I'm pretty sure it was he was the guy that was that was hitting the other kid. Hmm. I, don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure that the guy, the kid, the kid that was that was punching him, that was punching the other kid. That was the guy that came back later with a gun, and it was because of a dispute over, now allegedly, 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 uh, uh, that uh, it was a dispute over drugs, supposedly. So, like, I'm guessing that if I had to put a scenario in place, a hy hypothetical, uh, he gave him some drugs, was told that I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for some crack today. Uh, and then Tuesday came, no money, so he beats him up a little bit. The teacher gets in the way and says, "You know, separate." And he comes back with a gun to scare the kid and shoots shoots four four people. We came back the same day after the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and lay this one on the parents. That's a safe bet. 
So there, there was a rape on a Philadelphia train, and basically nobody did anything. Well, um, it depends on who you talk to. Okay. Because the police came out and said that, yeah, nobody interfered, and, and, even, and a couple of people videotaped it. Then the district attorney came out and said, oh, that's a lie. Uh, we have video camera. You got to remember this train is very sparsely populated with people. And, you know, this happened over six stops. Um, so you had people coming on and off the train that might not have understood what was going on uh, at the time. You know, a woman being raped on a train. Um, and although the the police say that people videotaped it uh there's no evidence of that and then later down in his statement you can hear that two people videotaped it but we think that it was more for uh uh you know to to document it not for personal gratification like the police think i don't know a lot of people won't do anything in those situations cuz they don't know what's going on i mean especially in cities where you got crazy people everywhere, all of a sudden you're trying to break it up and the guy stabs you or shoots you. I don't know. Did you guys see that video of that uh, black guy punching the white woman on the subway? Yeah, that was insane. I don't know how that no. guy just stood there and let his girlfriend get punched in the face. What happened? Yeah, I... <clears throat> Well, apparently she was like a feminist and... The black guy, they were arguing, and he went up and punched her. And everyone's just like, hey, 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 you know, knock it off, knock it off. <clears throat> and I, at, at at first I was like, yeah, why didn't somebody just beat the crap out of him? And then I seen somebody goes, I bet you, he goes, 95% chance that guy had a gun. So attacking him, all you're going to do is get yourself killed. And I'm like... Yeah, there's probably a good chance of that. So I I kind of actually was like, yeah, maybe it was a good thing. They they just let him go, you know. But it's yeah. like she's like he's like up in this girl's face and then he's she's like saying something to him like you're crazy or like bonkers or some shit like that. And then he I I can't remember. It was something like that. But he goes, "Just say bonkers one more time." And she goes, "Bonkers." And then he punches her hard in the face. She go down? Yeah. No, she didn't go down. I don't even think her face turned, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was like, No, you got pussy. <laughs> Spit out a tooth. <laughs> Guy's got a weak right cross. Yeah. And then and then the boyfriend is just like, hey, 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 stop, stop it. Like, like really? Yeah. Like that's what yeah, you're gonna it, do? It's crazy. <laughs> Hey, I've been meaning to do that for a long time. Thank you, sir. Ah, I mean, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny, but I shouldn't say that. You know, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I, I think if somebody, you know, I don't have a girlfriend, but hits my wife in the face, I, I'm tackling that motherfucker to the ground. If he's got a gun, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I probably wouldn't even think about it, though. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know how you'd let it get that far, if, especially if a guy's getting in your girlfriend's face. I'd be like, hey, 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 get away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that You're very true. Like, I would probably be like, hey, you got to shut up. Like, this guy is getting, uh, you know, you know, um, violent. We yeah. don't know. Go on. I mean, it was so crammed on the, they couldn't even walk away. I mean, it was like, yeah, capacity was like 100 people and there was like 120 on it. You know, it was, it was nuts. But yeah. Just a, a petri dish of of, uh, <laughs> of germs. Um, and and not a super spreader, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, not a super spreader. Those are those are gone unless it's a Democratic or a Republican get together. I guess mm. uh talking about trains and just crazy situations, did you see that one with the um that crazy guy in the in the subway station threw a woman that he didn't even know onto the train tracks. Yeah, that happens like every other day in New York City now. Oh my yeah. god! Beautiful like, place. She was just standing. She was just standing there, and all of a sudden, he just runs up and throws her down on the tracks as a train's coming, and somehow she she survived. Yeah. Well, the 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 thing about that, I saw one the other day or a while a while back where this. This guy freaked out and was naked, and he like grabbed a guy and pulled him down onto the tracks. And the guy got away from him on the tracks, and the dude hit the third rail. And it was not good for that guy. Like he started to, he was shaking a little bit, but like he, like you couldn't tell. Like he, it still looked like he was still there, but then he started smoking. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Just like, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him. Because, yeah, he was gone pretty quick. Yeah, I well, think. I mean. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, so going back to this Philadelphia train attack, uh, turns out this guy is an illegal immigrant who has um, overstayed his school visa uh, and was sent was supposed to be sent back in, like, 2011 um has had three sexual assaults on his record since being here and that's why his uh uh student visa wasn't accepted to um while well, he dropped out of school and um wasn't accepted for citizenship and he's been up for deployment or for um not deployment uh deportation deportation uh twice and uh, like has been ruled like yep you need to go and then just never shows up to where you know like i don't i don't understand like when once deportation happens isn't it isn't it like you're supposed to stay in a jail until they get you a ride like yeah well they should just send you that day yeah anyway but yeah he's i mean it's just guy's not even supposed to be here he walks onto a train Starts groping a girl immediately, throws her down, uh, assaults her, and and I mean I I don't care how sparse that train is, somebody had to see something like that doesn't go on for six stops until the until a transit offer, officer happens to come by, you know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So John Oliver is wrong again, Mark. Yeah. Um. You know, 
you go on YouTube and they and they suggest these videos for you, and I don't know why. I haven't even looked at anything for John Oliver for however long, and um, I saw the his rant one of these days was Taiwan, um, and so it. it it, it's really interesting when you have a lefty who sits here and says that we need to leave Taiwan to, to defend themselves. And it's like, so do you get paid from HBO or does it say China directly on there? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he basically is like, Oh, Taiwan's not even a country. And, and uh, you know, they broke off from China. You know, it was, it, it was, uh, you know, and he's absolutely, factual on that they broke off from China, but they became Taiwan, the island of Taiwan. And he's basically like saying America has no right to say what's going to happen in that region or with that island. You know, th- this this really should just be up to the people of what they want to do. And, and really, it talk, it, a lot of them uh, just want things to stay the same. You know, and he does like a little pie graph and he's like 6% want to, uh, of, of Taiwan people want to go back to uh, communist China, six percent want to want to take over uh, communist China, and eighty-seven percent uh, want things to stay the same. And you know, and it, and um, he was like, so I mean, a majority of the people think that things should just stay the same. Well, yeah, but that's not the that's not the point. China, uh, the communists party of china uh wants to come in there and take over and he's like and and he just thinks well you know that's not a big deal nobody should have to stand up for these people uh yeah we do we have a we have a a pact with them you know we have said that we would help defend them you know and he's like well you know there was a lot of talk about you know this issue when uh china wanted to take hong kong and nothing's been wrong there except for yeah yeah, there has been something wrong there. They they're under authoritarian rule right now. You can't, you know, people in Hong Kong are are sitting there. We we talked about this however many months ago of them singing the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem, asking for help, and we didn't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. didn't didn't Colin Kaepernick show up to that and too? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I protest with you. I'm going to take a knee against the communist China. And then the NFL whispered in his ear and he was like, never mind, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we have a couple conspiracy theories of the week. You know, when it rains, it pours. So I saw this one. It was pretty hilarious. There's a a tweet where basically lefties think that Marjorie Taylor Greene was the one planting the pipe bombs on January 5th. <laughs> and the reasoning behind it is she, the person that planted the pipe bombs carried the bag the <laughs> same way that Marjorie Taylor Greene carries her purse. So there's some pretty, uh, pretty strong, um, pretty strong right there. Bunch of, bunch of detectives over there on uh, the left, huh? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, okay. that's that's pretty stupid she's, and pretty funny at the same time. She's using her right hand. Marjorie Taylor Greene is right-handed. <sighs> I don't know, just, just like 90% of everybody else. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then our other conspiracy theory, which is this one might be true. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the woman that Alec Baldwin gunned down in cold blood on the set of Rust, allegedly. Gunned down? Um, <laughs> she, her husband works for a law firm that's representing the guy that was indicted helping Hillary Clinton in the Russia probe. So he was indicted, I believe, for lying to the FBI or something. I don't know. Something like that. Allegedly. 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 So yeah, Hillary's got Hillary got another one. Allegedly. So in this conspiracy theory, are they saying that Alec Baldwin is on the payroll? Like, did he slip in the bullet? And then he was like, why did you hand me a hot gun? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the theory. I mean, he is a big supporter of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So. I got a question here. How, how much money does Hollywood make every year? Not enough, you I know? guess. Billions. Can't. Billions. Can't somebody just develop a gun, not a gun, that looks like a gun, sounds like a gun, makes a big flame at the end like a gun, instead of having to use a real gun with blanks in it? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, how many times do you I mean, actually see a muzzle fire when it's like sunny out? You don't. Yeah, you, you never see them. You know, the only, the only gun I've ever seen that bowls a flame out the end of the Darren's. So, <laughs> well, you know, the, everyone, th- everyone thinks that guns do that, but they, most of them don't, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. The, uh, no, the, I mean, I think the answer for that is they were using old West style guns. I mean, if it was like a, if it was like an automatic, like a, like, you know, like a 1911 or like a, you know, like a Glock or something, they probably would have used a faker gun. But like those revolvers, they're kind of problematic because you can't like look at them very easily. You can't check them very easily, and they're, you know, they probably wouldn't make a prop gun that looks like that. Right. But I do understand what Rich is saying. How? how why not? How could you like, not just make a gun that the barrel is hollow at the end, you know? But if you look straight down it, it's just metal in there, you know. And then, and then when you pull the trigger, like on a revolver like that, it just turns. It turns the bullet thing, or you know, uh, uh, what, what would you call that? Well, you'd have to make the end open, even if you're firing a blank, because if the end is closed, then it would blow up on you. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is is like you, you don't, right, Rich? This is what you're saying. Like it doesn't fire, right? Right. You know, or you. It... Has some something in the end of it that makes it look like it's shooting a flame out of it. I I don't know, you know. Or even not, you can CGI that shit. They made they made yeah. apps here, right? Yeah. Or you could just hire somebody who's not a moron to look at the firearms. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Not spend but... a million dollars on a gun that you're going to use once and just buy blanks, which are cheaper than regular bullets. Yeah, but all these movie movie studios um, make the, you know, like they recycle those guns. You can just make a movie AR-15 and a movie, you know, 
Glock and a movie revolver and whatever, you know, you make a bunch of them and, and just have them. I mean, if you made a movie Glock, a semi-automatic Glock, I mean, all you would, you could just change out the slide to where it, it doesn't, the barrel is, you know, solid on the inside and that they just, they pull the trigger and somebody goes in post-production and makes a pew, 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 pew. Well, that's pew. what they do most of the time. They just, they make the gun, they just have the gun unloaded. Yeah. And then they, then they add the, well, they like to use blanks because you can see the smoke, like when you shoot, especially on like a revolver where it kind of comes from the middle. Hmm. But like you can see the smoke when the revolver fires and then the, uh, I don't know. And then, and then, but the flame out the front, you can't see. So they add that in afterwards. Yeah. Just saying. It would if this if this were to happen, Brandon Lee would still be alive. And this poor well, lady. Well, did you so what happened with Brandon Lee, they were talking about that, is um like they had a there was something happened where the slug got caught in the barrel. So there was a slug in the barrel of the gun. It was a I believe it was a not so they they had like a slug in the barrel of the gun. It must have like fell off or something, fell off of the off of the bullet that was in there. And uh-huh. then they took, so then they unloaded it and they stuck a blank in there, but there was a slug caught in the barrel. Yeah. So when they shot the blank, it, sh- it fired the slug and killed him. Yeah, that I, I've heard that same story. So basically, it made it into a live round yeah. by accident. You know. And they didn't look down the barrel to make sure the barrel was clear. <clears throat> they did, but they did make sure the gun was loaded with blanks, which it was. I don't know. Like the so what happened with the Alec Baldwin thing is they had an old Colt forty five. And the way these guns work is you can't look into the gun. So you have to like turn each individual cylinder and you can only look at one at one at a time. You push the plunger. And then the the round comes out, you look at it, and then you just you go to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. Well, the dumbass didn't only check the cylinder that he's looking at. Like that that's that's open in the chamber. Well, that's not the one that's firing. The next one is, because it rotates. It's called a revolver. <laughs> anyway. Alright, wow. so top top five of the week is scary movie franchises. Slash movies. If there's only one, I guess that would be the one. Whatever. So um, we'll go start with number five. How about you start, Mark? Uh, yeah, I picked up uh, The Strangers at number five. Oh, um, that's your favorite I... scary movie, huh? The Stranger? <laughs> <laughs> scares me when you that's... do that. <laughs> scares the person sitting next to me on the train. <laughs> No, uh, have you ever, have you guys ever seen this movie, The Strangers? Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think so either. It, it's, uh, it's really kind of freaky. It, it's like these three masked people show up at a house, um, you know, in the middle of the night and then like they kill, uh, the people inside of it. And it's like this, it's like this couple that, that go there, um, you know, after a wedding it's got um, uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
like he's the friend in the movie that that like shows up in the and as these people are tormenting him and is like what's going on but i think what's really kind of scary is is all those um horror movie uh mistakes that that you make like the geico made that funny uh like why don't we just get into the running car you know the all all those stupid mistakes you know they kind of play off of it and it's like all right we're gonna hide in this closet uh, and just point a gun and if they open up the if they open up this door then we'll just we'll 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 shoot at them and you know um and it's you know like let's not run let's not run up the stairs of the house let's run out and get out into the open and like like these people uh oh my god it's just it's so scary and then and then the randomness of it all um you know where the um uh at the end like the the girl is is dying and she's like why are you doing this to us and they're like well because you were home Hmm. Hmm. all right that's a that's a fun one yeah (laughs) uh what do you think richie uh, I had um, number five is The Conjuring, and there's Ooh. there's a few of them. I don't know if you guys have seen any of them. I have not. Um, but it's about um, a couple that basically they go in and investigate um, hauntings and houses and and whatnot, and there it's based on true people uh ed Ed warren is the husband's name um and vera uh, or lorraine is the the wife um so they go to houses and they try to figure out you know what why it's haunted and how to get rid of them basically so Hmm. yeah pretty good i like the 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 woman that plays the wife in those She's yeah. a she's a good actress. <clears throat> yeah, Vera Farmiga is her name. But they have, you know, there's like a whole series of. I've I've only seen a few of them, but there's probably five or six movies where they're it's kind of based off of them. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, my number five is Friday the Thirteenth. Um, the Jason movies. Yeah, I I I don't know. The first one's just kind of interesting, but. That's my uh, that's my number three. So I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of an interesting premise. The guy, the kid, gets killed at the at the camp, and then um, twenty years later or whatever, they they reopen the camp, and then somebody starts killing the counselors. The, you know, the thing that you brought up a few weeks ago about the the. You know that yeah. that thing yeah. that runs that ran chills down my spine uh, that yeah. night. Yeah, the it's it's uh it's ma 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 kill 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 kill. That's what it is. It's ma 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 kill kill kill. Ugh. it is pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously not directly that, but that's that's you know they kind of masked it a little bit, so you didn't know who the killer was. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Anyway. But I mean, it's iconic. Yeah. You hear it, and you know exactly what it's from. Yep. And and, uh, and and then obviously the Jason. I always thought that Jason's um, mask in the second one 
is, is the creepiest. You know, he's got like that burlap sack on his face with just the one eye hole. Um, and then obviously after that, number three is where the the hockey mask comes into play. And those are uh, those are good movies, though. Yeah, I'm after. I haven't watched those in a long time. I should go back and see them. Go back and watch like number. It's either four or five. Um, a new chapter or Jason Lives. Um, but it's uh, it's the best uh laser scope you've ever seen. It looks like a Folgers can on the bottom of this guy's gun with a little red dot in it. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... All right. Uh, number four. Um, I got uh nightmare on Elm street. That is my number four. Ours also. It, you know, Freddie, something about that, you know, like with the, just, you know, the, can get you in your dreams and um you know don't fall asleep and how scary that is you know like you're you're just never safe from him but also the the story of uh how he becomes freddy krueger is so creepy yeah I, i can't remember exactly what it is but he's like is he molesting the kids or they think he's molesting the kids no he is molesting well the so the story is is that he is uh, a janitor for a daycare center, and I thought it was uh, a school. I thought it was a daycare center. I thought Maybe it was a school because there was a big furnace in it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but they they pull um, uh, one of the kids talks about Freddy's special tickle time, and uh, they the parents find like in a false wall, all these pictures of their kids. And so then uh, they chase him down and, and burn him in the utility room. And then, yeah. Huh. I don't know. So I, I just Googled what was the story on nightmare on Elm street. And it says, in an interview with Vulture, filmmaker Wes Craven revealed that a Nightmare on Elm Street plot was inspired by an article he read in the LA Times. It was about a family who escaped the killing fields in Cambodia and managed to get to the United States of America. That's really all, all there is on it. Yeah, there must be more to the story here. But nah. That seems really weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's a school because like it's a boiler, you know, there's a big boiler that kind of is center stage in the first one, or at least the first few. Because then yeah. they burn him in the boiler. I don't know. I guess I remember it's been a while since I've watched like the the first one and then they did that remake and I and I keep seeing that in my head, <clears throat> like where he's on the bed burning. Uh, but that was. You know, obviously the remake. Okay. Um I'll I'll find it here and we can talk about it later. What do you who's your number four, uh Richie? Uh I had the movie The Ring. Actually there's two of them. Oh the, the second one wasn't as good as the first, but uh both of them are pretty decent movies, so 
and at the time they were pretty terrifying i i want we actually went back and watched the first one like a month and a half ago and it's not quite as scary as it used to be but it's still a good good film so they they actually did make a third one rich oh did it yeah i didn't know about that with uh johnny galecki is a professor uh and and uh it's um uh social media you know like the video goes viral okay yeah but remember when the we all went and saw the first one and then um and then paul called us on my on my home phone seven days (laughs) it's like yeah 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 the uh that was my number uh three so yeah I, i just i remember that that was uh that was uh that was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was just well done. So I think the ending the ending was probably the best. Just like, oh, it's just so happy they I'm sure everybody's seen it, so spoiler alert. They <laughs> find the girl in the in the uh well and then they pick her up and then they bring her out and then they bury her. And he goes oh. and then she's like the then the mom is like going to the to the boy. She goes she goes it's okay we, we we got it we found the girl and, and you know and we found her and we buried her and turns around and goes you let her go you took her yeah. out of there what are you doing yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good ending all right uh so my number four is nightmare on elm street so number three mark uh it was uh friday and 13th okay number three richie uh my number three is well this is probably gonna be on mark's list too would be uh halloween Ooh, it's actually my number one yeah yeah <laughs> yep. yeah i figured so yeah i mean just they keep making them and they're they're all still pretty decent movies so um i i, I would like to see the, the new one um have you not seen it yet what the one that's out right now yeah. No, I have not. Did you go see it? No, not yet. Okay. But yeah, I mean, um it I mean it, I still got to see the last one. You said that the last one was pretty good though, right? Yeah, I I like the last one too. So The first one is a classic. I mean, think about this. They filmed that in just 21 days. Oh, really? Yeah, and and I I mean it was a low budget. They get this no name Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, um, you know to to star in the film. <clears throat> the production is so tight, they didn't have a they didn't have anything to like mask him, and they were trying to figure out what to do. And uh, Wes Craven is at the Dollar Tree one day and sees a um uh William Shatner mask and says. What if we spray paint this white, <laughs> you know? Um, and and that's that's where that comes from, you know. Mm. And uh, it was, um, you know, it it it's scary. The first the the first one is scary. Uh, the camera angles, the you know, the him just popping up out of nowhere, and then. Um, what also I like about this is like when they rebooted it and Rob Zombie did his take, um, I, it was, 
it was really freaky, I guess, you know, no better way to put that than, you know, the, the, the way that they showed the killings, um, the early on killings, um, ugh. Yeah, good movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So I think my number three was the ring. So number two, Mark. Uh, my number two. Oh, sorry, just lost my list here. My number two is uh horror movies that are all about horror movies. Scream. Yeah. Is an honorable that, mention in mine. That would be my number two also. So yeah, that's uh a classic. Yeah. I, I mean I, that was a big 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 deal when we were kids. Um Nev Campbell was, you know, like a heartthrob for for us horny teenage kids and uh <laughs> you know. It I love the the first three and how actually connected they are, you know? Um, and, and the, uh, the fourth one is good too. And now I'm excited that they are coming out with a fifth one and I'm want to see kind of what they do with that. Um, uh, because it's, I think it's done filming. It's supposed to be out in January actually. Um, but the, um, the first one, uh, I mean, how shocked were you at the ending? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those like, I I had no idea who the 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 killer was because they, you know, everybody was on camera at one point with the killer, so yeah, you know, my brother um, had just got back from basic. Um, and he had watched it ahead of me and then like, he was like, Oh, we're going to rent this movie and we're going to watch it. And, you know, I think he had a little fun with it because he kept, he kept saying like, well, who's the killer? Who do you think it is? And I would tell him somebody and then he was like, really? Yeah, you think so? And then like the next scene was them getting killed by the killer, you know? And I'm like, all right, well maybe not, <laughs> you know? And, and so then it was, it was the, uh, um, yeah, I mean like, spoiler alert when you get to the end and it's the two killers and then it just makes it all that much more fun than on the on the second watch when you realize uh drew barrymore in the beginning which i I guess we should say how how crazy is that that they kill a major a less a list star in the first uh 10 minutes of the movie right yeah yeah but but uh that no matter which door she picked, because the killer like says, you know, like final question, what door am I at? There's two doors, a front door and a back door, you know, pick the right one and you live the wrong one and you die. Well, both killers, there's, there's a one at each door. So. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so my, you you already said your number two, right, Richie? Or yeah, I mean, Scream was my number two. Oh, sorry, so. Mark. What was your number two? Scream. Okay, so my number two is The Evil Dead. <laughs> That's a pretty good. I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of so bad it's funny. 
So I don't know. It's kind of a, it is a horror movie, mm-hmm. but there's just some in the franchise. The second one I think is probably the best one, but like, uh, there's just one part where his wife gets possessed. So he cuts her head off with the chainsaw. And then it's like, even though her head is severed, it's still talking to him and like freaking out at him. So he buries it. And as he's walking away, the body comes after him with the chainsaw. (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know who the director of that is? Probably Ash, I think. No. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, not not Bruce Campbell. Uh, Sam Raimi. You know, the same guy that did the the trilogy of um, Spider-Man. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's how he got his start, and that's why Bruce Campbell is in all those movies of Spider-Man, is, is that uh, Bruce Campbell and him are good friends, and that's how actually Bruce Campbell broke into the acting business, is, is that they were friends, and he had the car to bring him up to the cabin to do this, to do that first Evil Dead movie. <laughs> so... All right, number ones. It looks like mine. I already did mine. Halloween. Okay, Richie. All right, this one will definitely not be on either of you guys' list, but it, it's my favorite Halloween movie since I was a kid. Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good movie. I I love all the Ernest movies, and I think that's probably my favorite one too. And uh, uh, Jim Varney was a a great human being, also. Uh, so it, you know, it's it's good to it was nice to cheer for him. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. So Malak. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Did you say your number one, Mark? Yeah, Halloween. Okay, my number one is The Shining. Ooh. I mean, that's so creepy and so scary. I don't know. It kind of has a slow build and stuff like that to it, too. Mark, you said you saw the new one, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? That Because that is a franchise, too. Like, with the bull... And, and, and yeah, a single movie. But you're absolutely right. That should have been on my list. So, yeah. Um, what um was the purpose of the end where he's in the picture? I, I've Googled it and no one seems to have the answer for that. I think he it's was just all, he was he, he 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 went crazy like the other people did that but, were at the, that were in the thing. So so I have done deep dives into The Shining um and all the different things. Notice how he's positioned in there. Um, it's a satanic pose. Um, with the one hand down, making the making the one symbol and the one hand up, um, I think the consensus is is that uh, he was always there. He becomes one of the ghosts and therefore a part of the a part of the hotel. And if you watch uh, Doctor Sleep, um, uh, that is that is the um, they kind of confirm that consensus that like once you die there in the hotel like it's like a gravity well for your soul like you're you're stuck there forever Hmm. so 
yeah, yeah that's kind of that, that's kind of what I had read. The one said that uh, you know he was always he's always going to be there now, and and he always was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm reading here. It says that he was a reincarnation of a guest or some or someone on the staff at the Overlook Hotel in 1921. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, but it, it's it's. It's like time has no meaning to the spiritual world, so like you be you're you become imprinted on that place, you know. So like you, yeah. It the you know what's so neat about that is is also Stanley Kubrick, and that's why I've I've always um, read more into it. Is is Stanley Kubrick is a is a hell of a director, um, and he likes to tell two part stories, and so. Um, it's a filming masterpiece, but the whole reason why you're at, at um, unease when you're watching that and maybe something to watch for, if you watch it again, is that the building doesn't make sense. Like there's that great scene in where he's riding his trike. And if you notice how he's turning, um, they must've made a cut somewhere, but he couldn't have made that, that turn in the hotel. And like when they're talking t- uh, in the interview, there is an obvious uh, window in that guy's office. But when they leave the office, you can see that his office is in the middle of the hotel. Like structurally, he shouldn't have a window there. And your subconscious picks up on that and says, hey, something's wrong here. Like it puts you at unease. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. It, and then, yeah, if you, I think we talked about Dr. Sleep last week. It, that is, that's a freaky, freaky movie. Yeah. Just thinking of the, of Stanley Kubrick movies, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I got to watch that. I heard that's a pretty good. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Well, I have, I mean, yeah, I've seen that a few times. Yeah. I don't know if I have it anymore, but. Doctor um, Strange, Doctor Love. Strange Love, and then uh, A Clockwork Orange. Uh, what's the one with the bomb? Is that Doctor Strange Love? Yeah, that's Doctor Strange Love, where he's riding it down to the bottom. Yeah, and then um, I'm trying to think. Well, Eyes Wide Shut with Nicole Kidman and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to the worst people of the week. Um, Richie, why don't you go first? Well, for I think this is the third or fourth time I've had around here, but uh, Elon Omar has has made headlines again by <clears throat> blaming the police for the uptick in Minneapolis violent crime, but yet she's at the forefront of defunding the police. So basically, she's saying. You know, we don't want you around, but since you're here, you better do your fucking job. <laughs> um, and people are like, well, they haven't been defunded yet, so why are they, uh, you know, why is the police, why aren't they going to calls? Well, because 120 of them quit. So that could be a part of the problem, too. So Yeah, they're overworked. And uh, when they are doing their job and, and a tragedy happens, like the guy who pulled out in front of a cop car that was chasing a, a speed, a speeder. Um, and now that officer is getting charged with second degree murder. Yeah. And they're, they're also charging 19 uh, police or somebody's suing 19 police officers. Cause he was at the uh, 
civil unrest <laughs> riots um, <laughs> after after George Floyd overdosed, and basically he got beat up by nineteen cops apparently, and so now that he's suing them, and obviously Minneapolis won't fight it; they'll just pay him whatever he wants, um, and those officers will, will look bad. That, I do that... like the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, there was the guy that uh, fired live rounds at cops that were trying to control a mob by shooting rubber bullets at them. And so he returned fire and shot shot live rounds at him. He's not getting charged with anything. Yeah, he's, um, the, one, he, he's the one suing the 19 officers. Are you serious? Because, yeah, because they were undercover and he didn't know that they were uh, police officers. That's why he re- returned fire. They were, oh my God. Yeah, I do like this Fox uh, Fox News um, headline about Omar. It's gut Gutfeld. That must be a writer for Fox News. Yeah, it says, it's, it's Greg Gutfeld. That's the okay, like Greg their Gutfeld. biggest star. Oh, second uh, biggest. Uh, Tucker's number one. I think he's Tucker, number two. Yeah. yeah. It says Elon Omar called the police dysfunctional, but none of them are married to their brother. <laughs> <laughs> you want the police they not doing their job i i oh i hate it i hate the way that she talks what we need to keep the peace is a warlord like we had from where i came from (laughs) and i will gladly take that position (laughs) every time she talks though i can't do it because it's like the inflection. She ends like she's saying a question. You know what I mean? You know? So, so the murder serious. rates have gone up? Yes. Yes, they have. Are you asking the question or are you stating a fact? I married my brother? Yes. <laughs> you did. I still can't they, believe that she's she didn't get deported for that. I mean, she should be deported and her citizenship should be taken away and she should be deported. Yeah. Yeah. all right uh my worst person of the week is former president barack hussein obama so he basically is doing the one thing nobody asked for which is a (laughs) podcast with bruce springsteen which is terrible i'm guessing i don't know i didn't watch it i just watched this one clip but they started talking about his saxophone player, Bruce Springsteen's saxophone player, Clarence Clemens. And Clarence Clemens is a very good saxophone player, and um, everybody likes him, I guess. I don't know the guy. I don't really like Bruce Springsteen. I don't like his music. He's got a punchable face. I don't know. I don't really like anything about Bruce Springsteen. Anyway... Obama said of the primarily white audience or every basically Bruce Bruce Springsteen fans love Clarence Clemens on stage. But if the primarily white audience ran into Clarence at a bar, they'd call him the N word. Like Mm. this is what he thinks of white people. Like literally. Literally a black They're, guy. Yeah. Poor poor people are just as smart as white kids. Yeah, I just 
That coming from the guy who, if he was white, he'd still be a nobody in Chicago. Well, mm-hmm. how does he? How does he see this? Like he got elect, he got reelected. Like, what was it? Sixty million people. It's, I mean, not as much as Joe, but. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody's as popular as as Brandon, but um, I. I like what percentage of the vote did he get? Like, did he get like fifty six or fifty seven percent of the vote? I think it was like fifty four. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't that much. I mean, you got to remember <laughs> that Bill Clinton never got fifty percent. So the first the first president since since Bush was Bush to get fifty percent, over fifty percent. Oh yeah. But, you know, nobody talks about that because why would you do that? He had 51.1%. Uh, Romney, had, Romney had 47.2. That's the second term. What was the first one? The first one, I think, was worse than that. I think it was, I don't know. The, I thought I, he... I think, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, it doesn't... It... But I mean, like fifty-two point nine. So yeah, slightly more. So fifty-three okay. percent rounded up. Okay, uh, but still, he he didn't. That that wasn't just the minority vote. That was a lot of white people voting for him. I mean, he did well in the suburbs, and and I'm not begrudging him that. Like I've said, he's charismatic. But you're but you're really thinking that all those people who voted for you would would call somebody the N word. Uh, if they saw him in a bar because they felt like it, yeah, yeah. I mean, just out of the blue, they just they just walk up to him and said, "Hey, N word," and then be like, "What? Why are you here?" N word, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I just I can't believe that's what he thinks of people. Well, and also, where does he get that from? He was raised by. Like he what? he spent his entire life around white people. Wait, Wait, I don't know. Wasn't his dad around? Oh no, he wasn't. <laughs> That's but mom and and grandma and grandpa raised him. So. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, but I mean, like, I, that's he, what... he's he's doing what everybody does. He plays to his audience. Yeah, you know. I mean, he look who he picked for his vice president. The whitest guy on earth. Well, okay, well, you might be on to something. We all know that Joe Biden loves saying the N-word to Clarence Thomas, so maybe... That's <laughs> where he got it from. God, oh, white people are like Joe over there, just saying the N-word every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, Mac and Joe must have gone to a concert together, and... <laughs> And Joe walks up to Barack after the show, slaps him on the back and says, man, that N-word saxophone player can sure blow, can he? Oh, <laughs> <And, laughs> uh, uh, Joe? Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mark, who's your worst person? Uh, my worst person is Huma Ab- Abdin. Abedin. Um, Abedin. Yeah. Um, Mrs. So yeah. <laughs> hey, they're separated. Of course, I guess now it sounds like they're getting back together. 
Um, but I've never really heard of her before. Um, she has a book coming out and, um, I'll, you I'll say you've never heard of her before. No, I really, I mean, she, she's like Hillary Clinton's number one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't or was that. until, until Wienergate. Yeah. And then she was, but obviously just two days ago, she, she texted out that, uh, happy birthday to my boss. So she must still be working for her. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess Michelle Bachman, um, from Minnesota was embroiled in a controversy with her because uh, Michelle Bachman said that uh, um, that she might have ties to the to the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, yeah, that that's that's well established. Like her family is pretty has a, like a lot of fun has a lot of ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, well, and then obviously the article I was reading was saying that all these claims were baseless, but the people who were backing them up were like john mccain and uh, a couple of other people so it sounds like everyone that was on the intelligence committee though at the time was like this cannot happen like we're gonna have major leaks if if she's given uh confidential information um but that isn't why i'm <laughs> uh picking her for this week she she's got this book coming out and in it she describes that you know after uh Blasey Ford um came out about Kavanaugh she suddenly was triggered by an event that happened to her when an unnamed senator harassed her um sexually harassed her and assaulted her and then she went into detail about what that what it uh curtailed and uh she said that uh, uh this was somebody that she was friendly with uh, and he asked her to come over for dinner one night and, you know, and she thought it was just a, a friendly visit, but then he sat down on the couch, put his arm around her and then kissed her and she immediately backed away. And when he realized that she wasn't interested, he apologized immediately and said that he misread the situation. And then a couple of days later, he saw her again and he said, I'm sorry, or can we still be friends? I just, I, I misread the situation and I'm really sorry. And she is friends with that person, but she considers herself a survivor. True hero. Yeah. Um, two, in the, two in the stunning and one in the brave. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously? You're going to you're going to say that that was an assault? Like she didn't say anything else happened. He didn't like throw her down on the ground, do something. I, I and I'm glad. I'm glad that that didn't happen to her. But I mean, he kissed you. You said no, and he immediately stopped. And now we are saying that that is sexual assault. This is the this is the watering down of terms, right? When this becomes sexual assault. Then everything is, you know, it's it's like racism when they call everything racist, you know, like you don't get up on the train to to let somebody sit down and that person happens to be of a different race. Well, that's racist. No, that's being inconsiderate. That's not racist, you know. Uh, Speaking of that, this is kind of it's a little off topic, but not too far. Did you guys yesterday? 
uh, it was on Twitter a whole bunch. I've seen a bunch of people tweeting about it that apparently if you're a lesbian and you don't want to have sex with a trans woman, you are a transaholic or transphobia. Holy yeah. cow. I told exactly. you two years ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's going to be it's gonna come down to if you're a straight male and a gay guy comes up and says, You don't want to have sex with me, you're gay phobic. No, I'm straight. <laughs> you know? Well there was there was another there's another TikToker who uh this very large woman who made a TikTok about how she can't get a date because men don't want to have sex with her because she's a very large woman, and that is fattest. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where we come to it. You know, if if yeah, I mean, where where does it end? You know, if if a girl comes up to me and she's Asian and I don't find her attractive, does that and she wants to have sex with me and I say no, does that make me a white supremacist that hates Asians? No, I think a lot of Asians are attractive. I just didn't find this one particular one attractive. You know, that, uh, it, it's 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 crazy what's going on. But it's it, it, you're you're absolutely right, and that's yeah. I mean, you're watering down that term to where it means nothing because if somebody says, "Oh, well, there's that racist." Well, why is he racist? Well, he didn't want to have sex with that Asian girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What and and then what happened? Like he beat her up and called her a bunch of names, or or what? Like what happened? Well, nothing. That that's all it was. That makes him a racist. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. He's he's got a phobia against gay people. Well, what happened? He didn't let him put his dick in his ass. That that wait what? <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? He offered to play dick or dildo with the guy, and uh, he said no. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I... Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> if you need to uh, need to get a hold of us, uh, you can email me, D-A-R-I-N, at thefewcast.com, Darren at thefewcast.com, or you can... Twitter us at few podcast at F E W P O D C A S T till next week. Have a good one.